hello and welcome to Drive-In Double Feature Podcast. I'm Nathan. I'm Ryan. And this is the podcast where we talk about two movies a week every Tuesday and Thursday. But before we get into this week's movie, I'm going to talk to you about our Patreon over on patreon.com slash drive and double feature podcast. We have a lot of mini episodes where we just talk about off the cuff fun movie conversations. And uh, if you want to support the show and see more content from us, you can check us out over there. But moving in to this Tuesday edition, it's a big week. It's another big week upon us, and we're getting started with it with James Bond with From Rush With Love from 1963, directed by Terrence Young. The second James Bond movie, and probably one of the most famous James Bond movies, at least in name, From Rush With Love is just a iconic. And I think I said that a billion times the last episode, and I'm ready to say it a billion more times, so it's, get ready. It's like those... It's like those YouTube videos. It's like James Bond being iconic for five minutes and 45 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except here, it's just the whole movie. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, no, it, it really, From Rush to Love, um, it's a good movie. And I actually want to, every episode, I want to get a ranking started. So how does this fare against Dr. No? Do you like it more or do you like it less? Hmm. Oh, we're going to do this every episode, huh? Um, I thought see. it would be something fun. Um, gosh, that's tough. Um, yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm going with my gut. I'm saying I like Dr. No better. Hey, me too. So yeah, <laughs> that's, you know, I totally agree. From Lush With Love is a good movie, but there's just something that Dr. No has that this one doesn't quite meet. But it's still a really solid movie, and I think it will rank up there with the greats towards the end. Um, yeah. Yeah, so what's your experience with Fro? I'm, I'm sure you've seen From Rush With Love before, right? Yeah, this is like my fifth or sixth time seeing it, so. Okay, so you're pretty, you, you, got, you, got, you know what's going on. Yeah, uh, well, now that I'm older and I'm hopefully a little more smart than i was when i was younger i was like oh now i'm putting the pieces <laughs> but uh yeah no but no yeah my dad showed me this one very young too and mm-hmm. um i've seen it more than once with him so um yeah it's it's really good i mean sean connery doing this thing um i feel like he showed a lot more personality in the in the first one like you got mm-hmm. You get to see him do a lot more. I mean, he does have his moments in this one, but I don't know. I really liked him in the first one. Yeah, I feel like Dr. No, for me, has a little bit more of the zaniness that I'd want from James Bond. Not too much, but From Russia with Love is like surprisingly grounded. You know, it has its weird moments. It's the first time James Bond gets like a gadget, but it still feels pretty grounded and and very dry you know there's not a lot of huge set pieces yeah well this is like full-on like spy movie Mm -hmm. like espionage playing off both sides and i mean because the whole plot of this one is specter trying to get soviet uh the soviet union and uk to bat it out against each other and then they can kind of just swoop in and conquer both of them yeah exactly and i guess it's based off of a lot of history at least the book is by ian fleming because ian fleming i guess knew a lot of like uh government secrets and like this whole lector device which we'll get into based off a real decoder um so it it definitely feels like it has those deep connections It's definitely a cold war picture whole lot about (laughs) russia america and the uk well not really america but russia and the uk uh (laughs) but Yeah, and I guess this is based off of what was considered at the time the best James Bond novel. I guess uh, it never really got success, but from Russia with Love, it was the first time like it really was a success. And what's funny is James Bond dies at the end of it from Russia with Love, the book, come to find out. Spoilers, because he wanted to to kill off his character. Uh, But, you know, that didn't actually happen. Yeah, it never came back. There was no other ones. Um, yeah, I remember one fact I read is that JFK at the time was actually really loved from Russia with Love. Like that was like on his top 10 best books list. 
Nice. Okay. Interesting. I I do. I wish I had the time to read these books as well to go through these because I think that would be fun, but I don't have the time for that. But I guess getting into the movie, um, I feel like you get to see a lot more of the James Bond formula kind of coming together in this one. It's the first time we get to see um, an intro before the title sequence. And I forgot about this intro. Uh, I mm-hmm. seriously was like, I looked at James Bond and I was like, why is he so gross looking? He looks like pasty. <laughs> and it's a guy in a James Bond mask. I kind of connected the pieces after, but I was like, dang, Sean's looking a little, a little gross. Yeah, they, I, I was, I was, I was always wondering like how audiences reacted to this opening. Like when they see James yeah. Bond dying in the first minute, like what, uh, what? Like, <laughs> but, uh, they said so like uh that that scene originally they shot it like terrence young shot that scene where when they took the guy's mask off the guy didn't have a mustache on and like the guy like they had gotten to do a stand-in for sean connery actually looked like sean connery so people thought like they took off a james bond mask and james bond was underneath it That'd be a funny so, reveal. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to like reshoot the whole scene and put a mustache on the guy. Yeah, which is it's just funny, and I I love that. Um, it, it seemed like there's a lot of editing tricks. For, I watched it behind the scenes. I'm sure you did too. Um, where they talked about just reusing footage, reversing footage to get things right. It seemed like there's a lot of issues in filming, but it, they you know they made it all right. Um, yeah. That they said like this whole movie, there was all kinds of different complications leading up to us. And that they said like on the behind the scenes when I watched, they said like the editor, Peter Hunt, was like the real hero of this movie. <laughs> where he just like yeah. saved it in editing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's one of those magic movies, I guess, where the editor is the real hero that you don't see. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, I think. I didn't notice any of this stuff when I watched it. So I, I guess that's a big plus. That means a lot. Um, but the title sequence here, because um, I, I just want to go over them for every movie. This one's got the classic uh, projection over female bodies, specifically a belly dancer. And, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm not out here like surprised by it, but you know, it, it's that 1963 idea of like, this is like pushing boundaries, which, you know, I find interesting. Yeah, it's it's not bad. I mean, it, they go for like a classic Bond song, and yeah, it's still nothing. It, it still doesn't have any lyrics. This one doesn't have any lyrics. The other one at least had three blind mice, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, they they opted for an instrumental version of the song made for this, right? Yeah, but it, but uh, it's not bad. I mean, it's just kind of like a precursor of what's to come. Yeah, it, exactly. Where it's the building blocks there. And uh, I, so I didn't remember this movie very much at all this time after watching it. Uh, I just remember the first time I watched it, I was a little confused by it. I, I felt a little bit better about it this time around. Um, but James Bond doesn't show up for a while. And I think that's definitely why they put him in the beginning, because he's, he's kind of gone for the first 15, 20 minutes. It's about the villains and the setup for that. Because um, the villains just want, uh, the villains are Spectre. Oh, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> oh who knew? Well, it, but I do like the characters they've chosen for this. Yeah. I mean, like the villains in there, I, I really like the, the characters that they chose. So it was, uh, um, well, I mean, you first, you start getting a little peek at Blofeld a little bit. It's, yep. they, they don't show what he looks like. You just see him like petting a cat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Classic Dr. Evil. Yeah, in fact, the uh, and then there's Cleb, the the woman that was that was a uh, the mole for in the Soviet Union branch. Like she was being like a double agent for the Soviet Union, but actually working for Spectre. Mm-hmm. And her character, you know, like you see her in like the Austin Powers movies when they <laughs> yeah. did the the Frau Barbissima or whatever. Yeah, so. I love watching these movies because I watched Austin Powers before I did James Bond. So it's almost like it gives me a new perspective on those movies and how well done of parodies they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, like, uh, 
the the guy who played Blofeld, you know, who he, it was uh the doctor from the uh, not one not the doctor from Doctor No, but the guy that um, James Bond shoots in Doctor really? No. Really, I didn't yeah, know he that. Play, he plays Blofeld, like he, that's his hand stroking the cat. So, oh, that's pretty cool, actually. I like that. Um, it, I I do love this cast that they do get for the villains. So, oh like, no, I was gonna say, do you, did you realize who? Uh, so they it chose one Cromstein, which is this, this guy playing chess. Did you know who he was? Do you remember him? So he looked so familiar. He looked like crazy familiar, but I couldn't put it together. Who is it? You want me to tell you? Yeah, just tell me. <laughs> I want to be a monster. Oh Ooh. my god, that is him! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Okay, I, I know for... what it means to be a monster. <laughs> I guess for the listeners, back in the you know, like maybe oh, that's a long time, a, a lot of episodes we, ago. Yeah, uh, we we did we covered it on a previous drive-in double feature episode. He's uh Mr. Boogaloo from, <laughs> from the Apple. Apple. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I knew this guy looked familiar. I was staring at him in the face, like he's he's in something. Love it. He, he's good. You know, all three of them are really good. I think he's good. Um and especially um oh God, what's her name again? Cleb. Cleb the girl plays yeah she's a yeah. former uh she was an Oscar nominee before this movie yeah, too. Yeah, she was an Oscar nominee, and she she's really good as this. Uh, just has this like really sinister energy, which I guess was not a thing in like outside of the movie. I guess she was a really nice older lady, but I don't know. She's sinister. I like it, and I guess. Go on. Uh, I was just gonna. I I would. I honestly, I wanted more scenes with them if they could have been like the primary antagonist, but really like the primary antagonist in this movie is uh, Robert Shaw's character, uh, mm-hmm. Grant, who is an Irish assassin that uh, that's hired by Spectre to kill Bond. And he gives, he gives a good performance in this one too. Yeah, I agree. I think he does, he does it really well. Um, he, he once again, just has a really good presence. Uh, I love, I love the intro of him getting punched. I, I, yeah. I think that's awesome. <laughs> Where she like put, yeah, it's like, all right, because he didn't react to a punch to the gut. Um, I think it would have been even better if it like broke her hand when she punched him <laughs> or something, but you know, it's okay. No, nah, she's got she's got tough hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, this all gets set up, and then we finally see Sean Connery. And you know what he's doing? He's having sex, of course, or no, I guess not having sex, but he, you know, it's risque. He's he's caressing, kissing, doing it all. I, but he's he's letting you know what's gonna happen. Yes, yeah, constantly. Um, but and with the and with the woman from the first movie, and I guess she was supposed to be a reoccurring character, and no, she never comes back after this one. Can you imagine if James Bond like had a girlfriend like that? <laughs> It just, just doesn't like, work. <laughs> but see, if he had a girlfriend and then the way he really like flirts with Money Penny and you know, you could like the rest of it's part of the job, but I don't know. It, it's no, it, it's not how James Bond works. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I do love the scene where Money Penny calls and and she the the woman's complaining in the background and sean connery just like we'll talk about this later (laughs) it slaps her hand yeah slaps it i love the sound effect it's like a loud like yeah he he smacks her real good (laughs) which uh uh, which sean connery loves doing so yeah yeah we'll talk about that later maybe but uh, (laughs) um (laughs) but no he the the scene where I like that scene a lot though, because they do like the little bit at the end with the same thing they did in Doctor No, and they're like, "You need to get over here really quickly, James." And he's like, "All right, I'm on my way." And then she's like, "Are you sure about that?" And he's like, "Almost right away." <laughs> give me, give me two minutes, boys. I'll be right yeah. back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I like that. And then and then we finally get back to the office. Money Penny's back. Uh, M is back. But we actually get to meet Q for the first time. And uh, Bond gets his first gadget. And it's a very, it, it's nothing compared to what we get. It's just a briefcase that can explode. Like, uh, yeah, you know, it, nothing too crazy, but it, it's a fun intro to that. Well, yeah. And 
we should note too, you know, that it does star uh, <clears throat> Desmond Lewin, who mm-hmm. is the the person that's in the most Bond movies, and he stars in the Bond movies all the way up until I believe the Pierce Brosnan yeah, era. I think yeah, one of the Pierce Brosnan, if not the last one. I uh, think. Well, oh no, that's right. John Cleese comes in at a certain point. Yeah, John Cleese comes in at I think at World is Not Enough or something, but gotcha. I, but uh, anyway. He, he plays a real common character, but this is just kind of like his very first appearance and he'll, you'll see him a lot in later movies. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it'll get a little crazier from here on out. Um, trying to think what happens next. I mean, he, you know, it's definitely mirrors Dr. No, as soon as this scene is over, he lands back, <laughs> he, he lands in a, a Istanbul, uh, Istanbul. Yeah. Right. And he uh, he he goes to the uh, the the embassy, I believe, where yeah. the, he meet he meets uh, I can't remember the character's name, uh, but K- Kareem Bay. Kareem Bay. Yeah, that's it. And that was that guy is played by Pedro uh, Armadirez. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, but Pedro. I'm just going to say Pedro. But yeah. Uh, Anyway, he was in this movie. You know, he got this job thanks to John Ford. <laughs> oh, really? I love yeah, that. Yeah, because he was in a lot of John Ford's movies where he was, uh, you know, like as a Mexican soldier or whatever. And uh, and this one that he he called up Terrence Young. John Ford called up Terrence Young. But hey, you got a part for my my <laughs> buddy here. <laughs> and, and, and hey, and, uh, to be very honest with you, I think. Kareem Bay is probably one of the best parts of this movie. I really like this character. I think if one thing is going to stand out for me from this movie, it's probably him. Probably as a side character. Does a really good job. He's just really likable. Yeah, he's almost in the entire movie. I mean, yeah. probably like probably like three quarters of it. Like when they're on the, when they're on the train, like that's he he, he spoiler he dies on the train mm-hmm. by uh, Robert Shaw's character, but um. The actor, though, so it's actually a really sad story with him. He uh, he was in this movie, and while he was working on this movie, they said he was real irritable and like either like he wasn't really feeling good. So they took him to the doctor, and he found out he had cancer, and it was inoperable. And they didn't really give him much of a long shelf life. And he was like begging to like, "Don't fire me from this movie. I have to make sure my." wife and family has like financial security so terrence young i mean he he didn't want to lose him so he was they basically recently like they reshot all the scenes like that they needed to for him in a three-week period mm-hmm. and they just said like he was so tired and weak by the end of it like you know he was there like he just looked like real sick like towards the end and they're they said like he would have to like hobble like in between scenes like he was just so weak and mm-hmm. before this movie came out he did pass away so he didn't even get to see this movie being released but he does leave his mark as a classic bond character yeah yeah exactly like it, all of that where he said he was weak behind the scenes i don't think you really can see it uh while filming i really think he was he was giving it his all during all of these scenes um, um Sean Connery and him have really good chemistry. I think that's what I like about it. Yeah, I I really like him because he says he's got like an infinite amount of sons. And and he's just like, oh, uh, that chauffeur. I mean, he seems like a nice guy. He's like, oh, yes, he better. He's my son. And then like, they're like, oh, yeah, the only one you could trust is your bloodline. And so like everybody that works for him is his son. And uh I just think that was I, I thought that was a, a nice touch yeah it's a funny gag uh, another one that I thought was pretty funny was um whenever he was sitting in his chair um and he just has a woman with him in there and the woman's like oh come back to bed can you can you come over here and love me and he's like no stop shut up <laughs> no, I'm, I'm doing something here and I think he's just like reading the paper um but that saved his life so from assassination oh i I like that scene too like you Mm -hmm. said because he she's kind of like you know trying to get him to get up and go to the bedroom with Uh her and then uh and then finally he's just like he gets so like annoyed he's just like 
gotta go do we gotta go hit the salt mines or whatever like he's like gonna go work or whatever (laughs) (laughs) some backbreaking work (laughs) yeah so that one was funny um Mm -hmm. one last thing i did want to know so like i said he did have cancer do you know that he worked on that movie the conqueror which oh that's no. that that's that movie that's the genghis khan movie with john wayne where they ended up working on all those like that nuclear um yeah. testing site and where everybody pretty much like almost everybody from that movie had cancer of some form yeah exactly yeah that was just like a cursed movie so um, he was one of the cast members in that movie so that might I might play into it, but he was a well-known Mexican star and he had uh, did a lot of Hollywood movies too. So mm-hmm. good career though. No, great career. And I'm sure we'll visit again. Heck, I, the Conqueror is on my list to do one day. Well, that would be something. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you know, James Bond meets up with him. It's kind of a fun thing. Uh, another great scene is when they go down to spy on the Russian, the Russians in Green Bay has like a submarine scope installed in the the sewers so he can yeah. spy on the Russians. It's such a bizarre, like out there, like out idea, but it I don't know. I guess I didn't question it until the second time I watched it. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Well, yeah, and they, they say like the dynamic between them and Russia is that <laughs> they pretty much tell Russia like all their movements. So that way they always know where Russia is like that. Like mm-hmm. when they like, Oh yeah, we always have like, anytime we're out driving around, we have a Russian car following us. Cause we told them or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, he's got like a whole, like they're all in like the catacombs and everything. He, they have, he has to take like a little like gondola to, to get yeah. to it. Uh, fun fact about that scene that I read about was that, do you remember there's like a half second shot of rats swimming in that scene yeah i guess that was in the book and terrence young fought to get that into the movie but they couldn't get it there they had to go to a different country spain film it there and put it into the movie and and i kid you not that's ian fleming's favorite thing about this movie is that they got his he wrote about rats in the sewers and they, he was glad that they got put in the movie. Such a weird thing to take out of this movie. I know. Well, I mean, like, even if you, even if you chop that scene out, I would, it, it wouldn't take away from anything, I don't it think. It literally adds nothing. I didn't even know it existed, honestly, until I watched the behind the scenes, then watched it a second time. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, like, there it is. There's one scene I, I don't think I love it is the and I and I'm gonna use the terminology the movie the movie has and they uh, they go to a gypsy camp and uh, I don't I think this is a part of the movie for me that kind of slows down a lot I I don't I don't love this part of the movie. Well, there's like a whole subsection where uh, uh, Kareem um, believes that he's like uh, there's an assassin out to get him. Mm-hmm. and but really it's like shaw like trying to play both sides type of thing like trying to get like each side to attack each other i i like the, when i think of from russia with love though i'm gonna have to disagree with you a little bit i think mm-hmm. of this scene in particular because really? because i just when you say from russia with love i always remember the scene like with like the with the carriages that they had there like the carts and then the two women fighting in the middle of the, mm-hmm. of the camp. I, that's, that's an, I immediately think of this scene when I think really? of Russia with Love. Like, that's what I associate this movie with. That's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> no, for me, it's, it's the train scenes. I always think about the Orient Express. I don't know. There's something about this. I mean, there's funny bits because it ends with a big action scene really far out and people get shot up. And uh, James Bond is surrounded and then... So, you know, this person from Spectre who's trying to keep James Bond alive this whole time shoots the people around James Bond and he kind of gives this look of like, where'd everybody go? Everybody's yeah. dead. I, I, I do love that moment. It's like that uh, John Travolta meme from Pulp Fiction. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of what it is. It's like the start. 
uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, I get why, because this scene, I will say it does stand out against the movie. This is a little, you know, it, it's definitely different from the rest because James Bond gets a chance to just kind of chill out, have some drinks and watch two women fight each other to the death. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I, it probably hasn't aged well, like, <laughs> but I just, I always think of that for whatever reason. So no, that's cool. Uh, um but i i do like the dynamic of like the assassin going after them and then like they have to follow the assassin and then later they actually corner like where they think like the soviet union assassin is and it's like they catch him in this big poster of a woman like (laughs) and the woman like they like the guy like opens like i guess it's like a window or whatever like a back door or something and he and it looks like the woman's mouth is opening and he climbs out and then Kareem shoots him with a sniper Mm-mm. like coming out. And then J- James Bond's like, she should have kept her mouth closed. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I was lying. This is actually the scene I think about with from Russia with love. I, I don't know what it is. I think that line is so funny. It's like, she should have kept her mouth shut. I, lo- I love it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's just so like silly. That that's like the James Bond one line that I I want something like that. Um. So later we get introduced to um the new James Bond girl for this movie, the main girl for this mm-hmm. movie, and that's uh Tatiana da- Daniela B uh Bianchi, I believe is how you say it, but she's a, an Italian actress playing a Russian spy. Yeah, yeah, and I guess she was she was dubbed as well, just like our last Bond girl, which I think it's actually done pretty well. I, I didn't notice until I, it was pointed out to me. Yeah, I I watched it and I thought that was her actual voice, and then and then I when I watched the behind the scenes, I was like, oh okay, and then I rewatched the movie and, and I'm like, it looks pretty well synced to me. Like, yeah, and I actually I really like this Bond girl, uh, mainly because you know she set up as like you know she's a she's a traitor the whole time but she actually like really falls hard for james bond like really hard for him well yeah well because originally she is working for russia mm-hmm. and she's like going to, under the assumption that she's gonna have to fall in love like just get close to james bond in order to serve russia but really it's cleb like giving her the word to hey, you're going to have to hang around this guy. And, you know, if you don't, then we're going to kill you, basically. Mm-hmm. So even though it was, she did, Cleb had her do it for Spectre reason, but she didn't know it was a Spectre yeah. thing. She thought was doing, she was doing it for Russia the whole time. Um, and, and then this is all for the Lecter device, which is like a decoder. They don't really explain it all too well. It just seems to be like this device that everybody wants. It's like something, like a big deal. Uh, yeah they keep mentioning it and that really doesn't come into play later like they don't say like oh we have to have this lecture to decode these messages or whatever yeah. so yeah um, and, uh, but no she's great though because in the first and like in the first scene scenes where she's interacting with james bond she like is super lovey-dovey with him like mm-hmm. it's like oh like can we just can we just go back and hang out like i only want you james like am i better than all those other girls and, <laughs> and he's trying to get her to like record like all this stuff and there's a really funny scene where he sends m the recording of their mm-hmm. conversation and um <laughs> which i forgot about this line because she's like oh do you remember like did you have any have wild times she's like well there was this one time with him in tokyo and <laughs> and like and m quickly shuts off he's like money penny leave <laughs> yeah i love that too i thought that was that was like really funny it was like money penny leave and then money penny leaves and she's still listening in on the intercom and he's like well money penny since i know you're in there listening to us take this down yeah. real fast yeah it yeah. was great Mm-hmm. so um but yeah i i think she's a I, she has a lot more personality than um ursula anders did and I, dr I no yeah I, I think that's one of the better things about this movie well yeah and she like because ursula anders character she's just, just kind of like a girl an innocent girl in the wrong place at the wrong time type mm-hmm. of thing and this and this girl, you know, she's actually has a mission. She actually has like a motivation of why she's there and hanging around with James Bond because 
she trying to think that he's in or she's in love with him, but she actually falls in love with him later. So mm-hmm. yeah. And and then they have like a a, a a sex tape scene where they're like, because like so they go into a hotel and they have sex and Spectre, <laughs> Robert Shaw is just like filming them with a camera and he's gonna yeah. use his blackmail material later. Yeah, it's so funny. It reminds me of that movie Vacancy where like or no, not vacancy, which that's a similar idea, but um, crap. Uh, there's the, it's a motel movie with, uh, with Thor in it that everybody. Oh, uh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but, but that, bad, bad times at, at Ridgemont High. Uh, <laughs> no, it's bad times at the El Royale, right? Is that yeah, that's it. Is? it. Yeah, 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 yeah there you go. there's a scene very similar to this where they back out. And it's like a two-way mirror looking in in the bedroom. Um, and it, it reminds me exactly of that, actually. I it Just a funny thing. It does, that, once again, nothing that really comes into major play later. No. Um, just a one-off thing. Um, and then uh, the end of this movie, I forgot how much train there is. Like, I remember the train, but the, the whole third act is on the Orient Express. Um and and I do and I do enjoy these scenes. Um, there there's some good suspense there. There's some funny bits with with James Bond and uh, it's a pretend honeymoon and he gives her like all these dresses, which I guess were too risque for the '60s because he was like, you, you can't go out looking like that. <laughs> Pretty much, he's like, you cannot <laughs> be seen wearing that. <laughs> yeah, and they they start pretending like they're a married couple and they're like oh like this is my wife like <laughs> yeah yeah and even kareem is like oh i've never seen a more handsome couple in my life Gave, got them fake ids and everything yeah it was yeah. good uh i so the the train sequence like this might have been like either in the first the first time at the train sequence or it might have been this one but they said like it was so crowded at that train station mm-hmm. and like they were trying to film and, but people were just like, they were like getting in the way or they were, they, they wanted the train uh, station to look less crowded. So they had a stunt man go to a nearby building <laughs> and hang from a balcony, like pretending like he was about to jump oh and just to, just for people like, Hey, what's that over there? And like, they would clear out of the train station. <laughs> That's so funny. So would you leave a film shoot to go see somebody jumping off a roof? I mean, I guess just because yeah. I would want to make sure they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. But... yeah. You know, it also, if a film shoot told me to leave, like, Hey, we got to film something. I'd probably be like, all right, I, I should probably go. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I just, I would just want to be there to witness it. I wouldn't like try to get in the way, but yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, I, I, I love that, that, that James Bond, they talk about this movie, like, Oh, we don't know if we're going to keep on with the success, but from the stories, it sounded like people were really into it. And I mean, and yeah. we know what it became today. So, well, and this movie also has twice the budget that Dr. No had. And yeah. that's why this movie is a lot more globe trotting. He goes to Istanbul and all these other countries when he's out there. Um, Oh, and uh, another sequence was uh, they, so when they go and infiltrate the, the Soviet Union embassy oh, to yeah. steal, to steal the lector and uh, they, uh, they, they explode like the facility and they, he, he steals it from them. Um, what they said they did in that scene was they actually set off like real smoke bombs in that building that they were shooting in and like, the real emergency vehicles showed up because they're like, oh, we can't afford emergency vehicles to show up. So let's just pretend the building's <laughs> on fire oh and my they'll show up. If you did that now, you would that that that, that would be no good. <laughs> yeah. I want to make that clear. Highly illegal. Do not do that. Yeah, that's like, that, not okay. That's and also too, it's wasting emergency vehicles, resources, and time that they could be saving an actual yeah. life for something so small. Like, oh, we need emergency vehicles to really show up. Like, you, you didn't need to. That's not essential. But that's that's what I love about covering older movies like this. They did some crazy stuff um, that you definitely couldn't do now. Definitely um, not. No. Um, but. So yeah, going into the train, mm-hmm. like you said, um, they 
they're supposed to have a rendezvous. Well, Kareem's on the train and one of the assassins is on the train and they go in there and they think Kareem and the assassin killed each other. Mm-hmm. But really it was Robert Shaw who killed uh, an MI6 agent. And now he's impersonating mm-hmm. as that guy. And that's, that's kind of where we get into now. And then he meets with James Bond, but Bond, I think already like knows right away that he's not the right guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think so. Um, he does drug uh, her drink. He drugs uh, T- uh, Tatiana's drink. Yeah. And he does know James Bond does know that he says it later, but he still lets her drug her for whatever reason. Yeah. For uh, whatever reason, which is funny because uh, in the last movie, um, he just got drugged very easily. He just kind of oh, just yeah. did it. Uh, so I don't James know. was like, oh, what is this coffee in a strange building? Yeah, let me drink that. Yeah. But, but this time he, he knows every, he knows what's going on. Uh, so anyway, they, he finally confronts them about it and they have a big fight scene in the uh, train compartment, which this is a really good scene. I mean, they, they said like this took this one six minute sequence took like two days to shoot. And Mm -hmm. there was kind of like a lot of behind the scenes stuff on this one where they were choreographing it. And originally like Terrence young uh, was going to have two stuntmen do this fight sequence. And Mm -hmm. I guess to kind of like ruffle the feathers for Sean Connery and Robert Shaw to kind of get them amped up for that scene. But he's like, Oh no, we'll just use real stuntmen. They're like, no, no, we can, we can do the scene. Like, no, we'll just use stuntmen. And (laughs) they, they had the big, they had like the choreographed scene and they're like, let us do it. And they finally let us do it. And they said in that whole sequence, I think they said there was only one scene where they had to like one, like tiny shot where they had to get stuntmen in there. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, that's cool. I, I like that. You just got to coerce your actors uh, or coerce your director into letting you do all these stunts. Uh, and I really like this fight scene. I, it really does have some really good like energy to it. Um, I mean, of course, you know, James Bond is going to win, but uh, I, don't I didn't know. think so. You didn't think so? Not <laughs> I mean, he dies in the book, so yeah. I mean, he died in the beginning of the movie. Why wouldn't he die at the end? Yeah, you know, I was really confused by that. Why did he die in the beginning? <laughs> what happened? Uh, but yeah, I mean, and this train seems long. Green Bay dies in a, a very tragic death. Um, but I do like the line before he dies. Is like, I've had a very interesting life. You want me to tell you about it? Uh, and then next thing you know, he's dead in the train with the other guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but after all this is kind of a, well, I do want to say this reminded me of Hitchcock a lot. This whole final sequence of the movie, just the train, because, you know, he loved trains. And then even this ending, because there's a truck there and a truck driving away and there's a helicopter kind of chasing them down, trying to bomb them. It just gave off the vibe. Um, so actually it's funny you say that about Hitchcock. So this scene, uh, on the train, um, well, at least while they were working on the movie, um, Sean Connery had told Terrence Young, like, Oh, like one of my dreams is being able to do a a Hitchcock movie. Like he's like, I've always wanted to do an Alfred Hitchcock movie. And Terrence Young, I guess, knew Alfred Hitchcock and called him up and was like, same thing with John Ford. It was like, hey, Sean Connery wants to be in one of your movies. You oh, get interested? Yeah. And Alfred Hitchcock's like, sure. Yeah, and he was in, in Marnie, right? That's mm-hmm. a, yeah, that's cool. I, I like that. I That's like one of his forgotten movies because I forgot it until right now. I was like, oh, yeah, Sean Connery was in one of his movies. It's It, it bombed on initial release, but it was. it's now looked a lot more favorably. That's cool. I like that. Um, so I, this whole final sequence happens. They get on a boat and like there's a giant explosion, which I, I love the story behind this is that they accidentally used all the explosives yeah. during a test shoot. Um, and they, they, it kind of screwed them over a little bit. They had to add a whole extra day of filming to get it down. Yeah, they said that they used all the explosion and they're just like, uh oh. So they had to, they had 24 hours to get all these new explosives and they had to have them all shipped there, like, like rush delivery. And mm-hmm. like, so that way they can have, have it ready to go. 
Yeah, and I get it's one of those things that could only be done in one shot. Uh, I mean, it, you know, this is like really fun, big time action, like James Bond, because he drops all the barrels and the huge explosion. It destroys all the boats. Uh, it's a cool set piece. I, I, I think it's I think it's nice. And it's once again, a good sign of what's to come. I feel like that's a lot of this movie. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, pretty much like when they get on the trains, the train and then after he has the fight with uh with uh, Robert Shaw's character, mm-hmm. it's all action after yep. that. I mean, it's like straight up action because he has that and then they immediately steal a truck and then they, James Bond has to, <laughs> he, they said like they were, they were, they got like a helicopter and that was Sean Connery actually dodging a helicopter. So mm-hmm. like the helicopter was flying real low and then James Bond would jump out of the way and that was actually Sean Connery doing that. And and then you get the boat sequence, like you just said. And then after that, um, they, they go to uh, the, the Spectre has a meeting mm-hmm. and Blofeld's like tells because this was all Klebs like doing or whatever. And they're like, you failed us. And you think Klebs going to die. But <laughs> uh, uh, Kromstein's character uh, ends up getting killed. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that, and it's like a very. It, it was surprising. It surprised me too that he killed him, and I, with a blade in the shoe with poison in it. And I, I love it because because he's like, um, twelve seconds to die. We need to make a faster poison. It's just, <laughs> you know, just diabolical evil. <laughs> yeah, and that's that, and then later that's club like they go to like the a hotel and like it's like the ending from austin powers where they like it's yes. james bond james bond and tatiana are like at a hotel and like they're like lounging in robes and stuff yeah. and and, uh, and then club shows up and it's it's so funny because you know she's like in this you know in the the movie she's like in a military outfit like looking real stern and tough and then she's like in a maid's outfit like (laughs) at the very end of the movie yeah yeah and it's and she's using the shoe just like in austin powers how his shoe is used trying he's trying to kill him with the shoe and then this one that she's doing the same thing which is funny (laughs) this this is in the book that's how he dies he he accidentally or not as an accidentally she succeeds and stabs him with the blade the foot blade yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be uh, that'd be they, a way to end this movie. Can you imagine? They would never. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, too much of a money maker. There's no way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this movie made seventy nine million dollars in 1963 on a three million dollar budget. That is a success and a half. Like that, there's they would not end it here. That'd no. be so stupid. No, and this movie still has not the series still hasn't even reached its peak yet it's just going to grow and grow so exactly i mean heck goldfinger which is the one coming up next is just as iconic if not more um and you know this one got a video game too for whatever reason this is the one that got a game i mean you know at a certain point all of them got games but well it's even weirder that so i mean like because, you know, GoldenEye got a video game, but it was around the same time GoldenEye came out and all the other James Bond games got them like around that same time. But this one, it was made in 2006. Yeah. And, and 40 years re- later. 40 years later. And they still got Sean Connery to come back and uh, redo the lines, which is crazy yeah i said i sent you the video the making of the game and sean connery's just talking about doing it and i and it's not really funny or anything i just thought it was just a neat thing that they got sean connery back that's probably one of his last roles too because he he quit acting for a while Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah i i think that's that's funny looking at gameplay it looks very different than the movie though (laughs) it it is but i mean there's a lot of added stuff in there but uh, it, it's just it's just wild to me. They're like, they have all these modern age James Bond movies. They have all the ones to choose from. They're like, let's go with the, like the <laughs> second Bond film. And let's do it 40 years later. Yeah, for whatever reason. And I mean, it had my interest peaked. I never played it. But as a kid, I did want to play it. I thought it looked really cool. So, hey. <laughs> we, I, might, 
we might have to do a let's play on our patreon channel who knows yeah but. yeah you're interested in that send us an email i would i would, I would definitely i think that would be a lot of fun to play through that yeah um, but yeah uh, for much with love so i guess kind of going over it all the whole movie i think it definitely has the hits, right? You know, it hits the right things as a really good Bond girl. It has good action. Um, I feel like it's Bond coming together, but I still think something's missing. I still think it's not all completely there. You know, it hasn't completely zinged yet. That's why I feel like Dr. No for me is a better movie, but it's definitely still top, top shelf Bond. Well, I mean, it's like Dr. No, it, Dr. No to me hits a lot more of the James Bond beats that have come to come to fruition later. Mm-hmm. Like they actually, ha- it has, they have the secret facility. Mm-hmm. Dr. No does like the whole like evil spiel. I'm an evil genius. There's a lot of little intricate traps and things like that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's stuff in there that's like, Oh, okay. This is, this is like a bond movie. And this one, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's a James Bond movie, but it doesn't have a lot of the familiar beats that's in there, at least in, for me, or what mm-hmm. I'm remembering, at least. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I it's still a worthy entry in there. It's it, I, it's not my favorite of Sean Connery's. We'll we'll get to that very soon, actually. But yes, yeah. Uh, but uh, it's definitely uh, up there. Yeah, yeah, it's good. We'll see how um, it ranks later on when we get further. <laughs> So uh, I do have some other notes that I just, we kind of, I, I didn't get a chance to say, yeah. but uh, like I said, this movie was saved a lot in editing because originally this, they, in the book uh, from Marshall with Love, it was the Soviet Union that yes. was the, yeah. the main enemy and Spectre wasn't even a thing in the original book. And so they originally changed it to have like this cat and mouse type of game where it's like Spectre playing off both sides and trying to get that happen so that was an element that was added into the into this movie and like i said this movie was saved a lot in here which i think they made a lot of really good choices because originally it was supposed to go uh like kleb was supposed to go to specter island she recruits robert shaw Mm -hmm. and then she was supposed to recruit tatiana then we were supposed to see the chess match with uh cromstein and then they were supposed to meet Blofeld, but it didn't really work because mm-hmm. they're like, who is that woman? Like, why is she doing this? Like, what's what's the main purpose? So or, then they had they, the movie started with the chess match. Then it was them meeting Blofeld. And then it was Cleb doing the Spectre Island and Tatiana recruiting just to explain why she was doing that stuff. So I'd like yeah. little stuff like that is really really interesting yeah i think that's really it shows you how a movie can be saved in editing like it's so bizarre thinking about it when they wrote that that they wrote it in that way because it is confusing but i mean it just a restructure and you're you're good to go so that's yeah and the movie had needed a ton of rewrites to it and they they said that or even the plot if you can believe it was like actually a lot more complicated yeah, than it yeah. was now and they just said a lot of the dialogue wasn't working they needed several rewrites um i think i don't know if you said but there was like one funny gag uh that peter hunt did to terrence young like when they went to watch the dailies for this movie oh yeah i love um, this yeah go ahead so the like you said uh, james bond's briefcase explodes whenever you set it to like a certain setting and in the scene, like Bond is testing it out. And then the actual movie, he just tests it out and it's fine or whatever. He does it correctly. Mm-hmm. He's like, and Q is like, don't do it this way. Otherwise it's going to explode. And then he edits it. Bond opens the briefcase and it explodes. <laughs> and, and he said Terrence Young thought it was really funny. He was laughing a lot, but it was just like a little prank he played on him. Like he edited the movie to look that way. That's good. That's good. I, I really hope there's no director out there that would just get so angry over such a funny little joke like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, whoever this editor is, I, we should give him a shout out. Um, Peter Hunt. Peter Hunt. Yeah. Peter Hunt. He really killed it. <laughs> he yeah. did a great job. Um, and one of the last thing, you know, the two gypsy women, they were uh, both universal pageant, uh, contestants and, yes, um, yeah. actually Tatiana was one too, the lady playing Tatiana, she was one as well. Mm-hmm. And they said originally like that fight 
at the gypsy camp was really heavily choreographed. But then like the day of Terrence Young just like went up to both of them, like just try to kill each other. (laughs) (laughs) Easy. You know, these directors are really sounding like, uh, I guess, nefarious or at least devious. They're, they're, there's, I, I don't know. I've heard a lot of these stories where they're just telling actors to just kill each other murder I, mean, I mean that for then it was like who cares about human rights let's just get this picture shot i want it yeah. to look good this movie's gonna be great <laughs> i don't care who dies in the process um yeah. oh I, I we didn't talk about the song from rush with love because that is the james bond song here uh, forgettable just because uh we we forgot to talk about it <laughs> um, it's it, i yeah i mean I know it when I hear it, but it, if I was gonna if I was gonna listen to a Bond song, that's not one that I would listen no. to. It kind of just sounds like an, an Italian like rendition of you know a song like it, that's Amore. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so nothing too special. Um, but yeah. But I think that's it for me. Um, yeah, I think but, that wraps it up. But big recommend, definitely check it out, even if oh, yeah. you. Yeah, check it out. It's, it's an essential Bond movie. Exactly, yeah. It, it's definitely one of the ones worth watching. Um, but I, yeah, since that that closes the book on James Bond, and we'll get back to this soon. Um, we get back to this with a really exciting uh, movie. But speaking of exciting movies, what's coming up on Thursday, Ryan? Well, it's that time. We're going to go dig back into the Toho well. Mm-hmm. And... We're going to be watching 1966 Ebira, The Horror of the Deep. And that is going to be on HBO Max, uh, Tubi, YouTube. It's everywhere. I mean, you should have no trouble finding it. No. Um, and if you want to send us an email, be sure to email us at driveanddoublefeaturepodcast at gmail.com and follow us over on Twitter at DIDFpod. We'd love to hear from you. But until next time. Until next time.